You're listening to the weekly podcast of Bethel Bible Church and Pastor Mark Kirkendall. We're so glad you've joined us today. And as always, you can find more information about the church at our website, BethelBible.com. You can find us on Facebook and even follow us on Twitter at Bethel Bible. Let's join Sunday service now. So this morning, I want to invite you to 1 Peter chapter 4. Uh, the last two weeks, we've been talking through our vision statement, uh, which began with uh, growing communities. And then we moved into last week talking about building leaders, that if you have influence, everyone is a leader, and that is what we believe. But this morning, we are going to be talking about living generously. But I had this thought this week, thinking about our vision and I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like I need to. Uh, this is a message that actually I preached about four years ago. And I thought, man, that's great. Can I have one in the bag and uh, ready to go? And uh, Thursday night, about 2 a.m., it hit me and I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, the truths that we're going to see were the same that they were uh, four years ago, but everything else is very different because of where we are today. In fact, I saw this picture this week. It said... If uh, 2020 had a scented candle, this is what it would be like. A bunch of porta-potties on fire. Don't we feel that? I mean, think of the things that have happened. Do you even remember the Australian wildfires that burned 47 million acres? I looked it up. That's the size of the state of Washington or South Dakota. Scorched. Kobe Bryant and his daughter died in a helicopter crash. The world watched as Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stepped down from uh, their duties as royalty. It was an Iranian general killed by a U.S. drone shortly after a Ukrainian air, uh, flight crashed with 176 people on board that Iran said it was just an accident. And listen, that was just January. And then things continued on. Things like, you remember murder hornets? And there was a strange phenomenon called Tiger King. There was a rumor that Mr. Peanut had died. The Dow Jones falls 3,000 points, the largest single drop in history. Tornado outbreaks all over the U.S. And in fact, just this last week, two hurricanes at the same time in the Gulf. But for me... 2020 seems to be the year that I feel, I see, and I seem to be experiencing more division, higher tensions, and a greater anxiety of any other time in my 47 years. And I don't know if you feel that, but, but that's how I feel when I think about 2020. Because we walk through impeachment hearings, the death of George Floyd by police officers, shooting of police officers in McAllen, protests all over the country, some peaceful and some very violent and destructive. Then in March, a virus hit that totally disrupted our lives and made everything inconvenienced. But when I read these things, I know that we are about to head into a time where as a country, these tensions will be even higher, anxiety will be high, fears will be through the roof come November. And so I feel this. I feel like everyone is on edge, emotions are high, no one has patience for anything. And I think we're asking this question, 
At least I hope we are. How are we supposed to live in this day and time when anxiety and fear and inconvenience is so high? How as believers, how are we to respond to all the things we see in the media, uh, all the things that we are experiencing in our own worlds? How are believers, how do we respond to this? How do Christians, what are we supposed to do in all this? And believe it or not, Four years ago, I preached these three truths, and I believe they ring even truer today. Because we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning in verse 8. But I need you to know the background that Peter is writing in. Peter is writing this letter to a group of Christians who are experiencing crazy kinds of trouble. In fact, much more, I think, than we are in the Western church. When people would hear the gospel and they would believe the truth about Jesus Christ, their lives were radically changed. Everything about their lives began to change because persecution was waiting just around the corner. And it came in many different forms. Some people are going to be slandered. Some are ridiculed. Many are going to experience discrimination because they're identifying with Jesus Christ. Many of their friends probably would not do business with them, wouldn't allow their children to to interact with theirs. They would be avoided at all costs. It even goes as far that some people are going to be stoned and beaten because of their beliefs in Jesus Christ. In fact, the one writing this, Peter, he's probably only about three years from being martyred himself. And so he's writing to these people that are believing and trusting in Jesus Christ, and it's coming at an extreme cost. So let me pose you this question. What if following Jesus Christ actually cost us something? We live in a time, we live in a place, we live in a world, we live in a country where it's really easy. It's really easy. I mean, we can put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and nothing really about our lives will probably change. But what would happen if it did? What would we do if we actually lost some religious freedoms? If following or taking a stand for Jesus Christ actually threatened your livelihood, what would you do? It's just a thought. So Peter is writing in a very difficult time to believers. So Peter is going to call them to something. He's going to show them this is what we now need to do even when it gets hard and there's fear and there's anxiety and there's inconvenience. This is what we are to do. And it's three things. And it really has to go along with our vision statement of living generously. But listen, it has nothing to do with how much money you make. It's three things. He's going to call them to be generous with their love, be generous with their kindness, and be generous with their grace. So let's look at this first one, to be generous with love. He begins in verse 8. And he says, above all, meaning of first importance, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. So he says, keep loving each other. He uses this word earnestly, which he's describing a love that it's persistent. It pushes through difficult and even despite troubled circumstance. So I think Peter's saying, love those that are easy to love. 
and love those even when it's hard. And notice what their love for others does. When we love in this way, when we're generous with love, it says it covers a multitude of sins. I wonder what does that mean when we're looking at this. I think this is a love that is not blind. It still sees right and wrong and biblical and unbiblical and and truth and all of those things. But it also accepts the faults of other people. Meaning when you look through the Bible, you see it in so many places. One is Proverbs 10.20. It says, hate stirs up strife. Your mother probably quoted this to you. But love covers all offenses. Meaning it's a love that bears with others, knowing that no one is perfect. In fact, I've often said this. You stay around here long enough. Someone is going to hurt your feelings. You're going to get left out of something. Something is going to happen that you don't like, and it will probably be me. But we're called to bear with one another. But we are to accept that we are all sinners in need of God's love, the love of each other. They were all in need of that. So Peter says, love with the love that you have been given. In fact, listen to how David Helm says it. He says, love takes the oxygen out of sin, the way a blanket chokes the air from one caught on fire. Similarly, as long as oxygen is present, forest fires rage. But if we could take the air away, the blaze would settle down and great tracts of land would be saved. In fact, we need to love and be generous with our love in that way. We do not let, need to let evil uh, breathe long. We need to keep short accounts. That We need to be generous with our love. And that is what Peter is calling these people to. That when they came to trust in Christ, it was life-altering. He says, first of most importance, be generous with your love. There's a second thing he goes on in verse 9. He says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. In fact, this word hospitality, we talked a little bit about it last week, but if you dig a little deeper, it also means kindness towards strangers. Kindness towards people we don't know. Here's what happens. I think it's real easy for us to judge. It's easy for us to create opinions. And it's real easy for us to despise people that we don't really know. We hear a soundbite here. We view a little clip here. All of a sudden, we have judged and we've formed opinions. And we despise people that we do not know. In fact, if I was to label 2020, one of the things I would label it with is we are in a danger of losing basic kindness. In fact, I was reading about a book this week called Alone Together. And it was looking at technology and the effects we have, it has on us by a lady named Sherry Turkle. And this is one of the statements that she made that I have thought about all week. She says, increased time on social media completes or correlates with a measurable loss of empathy. Meaning the more time we spend online, it drastically affects the amount of empathy we have for other people. And I believe she is absolutely correct. Because it's easy for us to judge and form opinions and despise people that we don't 
know. But if there's one thing I believe we're in danger of losing, it's that empathy, that kindness towards other people. But he goes on. So he says, be generous with your love, be generous with kindness. And the last one is in verse 10. He says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So he says every believer... Every believer that he's writing to, everyone sitting in this room or listening on, every believer is indwelled with the Spirit of God. And when that happens, every believer is given gifts. But what we have to see is that nobody receives all the gifts. In fact, notice what are these gifts and notice what they're for. It's to serve one another, that God gives them and we're to simply to steward these gifts. But no one gets all of them. He spreads them out. But it's how he describes them. It says God's varied grace. That word varied is the closest thing we have is like to a kaleidoscope. Lots of different colors and images coming together to form something. So meaning God gives gifts. These gifts, he calls them grace. Meaning the gift that you have, you don't deserve it. And we don't earn it. And these gifts, they're different Not everybody has them, but they work together. And he calls them gifts of mercy and service and teaching and exhortation and discernment and faith and knowledge when you read through the New Testament. So meaning this, that God has given you a portion of grace. Something that I can't deserve, something that I can't earn. But it's not meant for me. It's meant for everyone else. And to use that gift, those graces, to serve God other people. But what Peter does, he hones in on two of them. He hones in on two, speaking and serving. When he says speaking, he is not talking about just preaching. He's talking not only about sermons. I think he's also meaning speaking across the living room to your children or across the lunch table to a friend. Or in the car with someone that you're driving somewhere. The people that we work with or the person that we stop in every three or four days to fill up our car to buy a Powerade or whatever it is. There are so many opportunities for us to be speaking all of these things of love and grace and kindness into people's lives. And I believe 2020, this is needed more than any other time, at least I know in my life. Of people that will speak love and kindness and grace into people that are desperately needing it. But then he says serving. Serving with love and grace and kindness. In fact, we shared a lot of opportunities even this morning. Of ways for people to serve. But it goes even beyond that. What about the people all around us? The people we work with. Your Children's teachers, those neighbors. There's all kinds of ways for us to be serving, not just out of whatever it might be, but with love and grace 
in kindness. And I believe 2020, there's no greater opportunity that this is what the world needs. So what do we do in this time of fear and uncertainty? And we all have them. But I've been thinking this week, what if we were to lose some Christian liberties in this world or in, in where we are? What if it actually got a little harder to gather together? What if it really meant, if I'm going to trust and, and take a stand for Jesus, that my life may actually be altered in some way? Well, I believe in the Western church, that might be the very best thing that could happen to the church. Because maybe it would make us think about a little bit more of what God has done and what He has called us to. So are we to live in fear? No. Does God want us to be ridden with anxiety? No. Does He want us to be inconvenienced? Maybe. But through it all, it's the same 2,000 years ago. These truths have not changed. So what is the church to do? What are Christians, believers, supposed to do? Live generously with your love. Be generous with your kindness. And be generous with the grace that God has given you. Here's what we need to know. We cannot do this on our own. Without the Spirit working and lead us in this, we're going to miss every opportunity. We're going to get sucked into that hole and we're going to find ourselves ridden by all these things and in everything that could be going on. So we need to be praying and relying on the Spirit to work these in our lives. So let's do that this morning. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We hope that you were blessed and encouraged. And if you have any questions or comments, we want you to let us know. Simply send your thoughts to questions at BethelBible.com. Thanks for spending time with us and be sure to join us next week on the Bethel Bible Podcast.